Rise Podcast, Episode 7, the Hildebrandt Home Team, Coldwell Banker Select. This is the Rise Podcast, brought to you by Firehouse Dryer Vent Cleaning and Tulsa Real Producers. Interviews with top producers, connecting, elevating, and inspiring you to rise above the crowd in your real estate career. And now your host, Mark Evans. Welcome back to the Rise Podcast. We have two-thirds of the Hildebrandt home team with us today. We've got Scott Hildebrandt and Adam Hildebrandt. How are you, gentlemen? Good. Doing well. Well, I appreciate you guys being on. And uh, can you tell us anything about the team? I know we've got a, we've got a missing member. Um, you want to talk about your team real quick before we get rolling? Sure. Um, Adam joined the Hildebrandt home team. We became or created, I guess, the Hildebrandt home team. Uh, we were just discussing five years ago. Uh, September is when he got his license. Uh, July of this year, we added a third member to the team. Philip O'Hara joined us. Philip's already had his first transaction, and things are working pretty well for him as, as well. So that's fantastic. Uh, Good to have those young men along. Absolutely. So now you've gone from a duet to a trio. That's fantastic. So we'll jump right in there. Um, when did you uh, begin your real estate career? And this, of course, is for each of you. Sure. I started my career February 1st of uh, way back in 2000, um, and it's been interesting exciting challenging all those things um we've but we've never looked back it's been really really good i've enjoyed uh doing what i do and so um i just we had an opportunity or a need depending on how you want to look at it and we took advantage and here we are yeah and i got i got my license in fall of 2017 i actually did a transaction before the end of that year uh, and then I didn't really do much with it. I, I had no transactions in 2018. So you can, you can really say that my career really probably started in, in 2019, even though I had, you know, had my license, right. uh, and then, and then picked up uh, during the pandemic as well. So, okay. uh, license in 17, but it, it took a little while for me to really okay. dive in. And, going. and that's not uncommon at all, really. Cause a lot of people are doing it part-time at first. And then at some point they, uh, you know, they jump right in with both feet. So what, I was about to say, Adam has this would be your currently fourth career right now is that is that fair yeah, yeah, not counting like husband and, and family members right. so and so that's the nature that's the nature of, you know how things are in this day and age so what drew both of you to a career in real estate so i'll jump in first i started differently actually than the concept we just discussed i had a good paying job um working out of state we had the old corporate transfer uh took us out of state and we moved the family wife and four kids at that time, uh, young kids, all to Iowa and and started a corporate job up there, worked there about six months and said, you know what, mm, I don't know that I want to do this and live here. Uh, so how do we get back to Tulsa? We'd actually been back and spent the weekend with with some friends, um, supporting some friends on a on a uh, spiritual retreat and on the way home decided Tulsa area is home and where we want to be. And so 10 hour road trip we started discussing my wife and I, what can we do? Um, that was in the days of cell phones, but you remember the phone was about this big. Yep, I don't think yep. you see it on the camera. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the antenna was about that long again. It was the kind that, you know, took up all of your hand. Yep. And I think it was two minutes to connect and a, a, two bucks to connect for, and then two bucks a minute or something yep. like that. After. Extremely expensive. We called right away and connected with um, the broker here at the office. I'm still at today at that time and said, Hey, I'm thinking about this. And he was supportive and took off and here we are. Fantastic. How about you? Adam? Yeah. 
For me, uh, I was my uh, degree is in uh, broadcasting. I have a, a journalism and a sports media degree from Oklahoma State, uh, and I had that's what I had been working towards. Uh, had actually just been hired uh, in the fall of 2016 to start broadcasting Oral Roberts games, and so about a year into that, uh, I was looking for a way to to provide for my family a little bit more than I was at the time, and. That being said, I knew I needed some flexibility because uh, I would I do travel with the teams. And so that takes me out during a chunk of time. And then springtime, uh, when real estate is arguably most hectic, I'm, I'm head deep in basket in uh, baseball season, mm -hmm. uh, you know, three games a weekend and all that kind of thing. So I needed something that was fairly flexible and also something that I knew that I could have a teammate that could help me out. Uh, so who better than your dad to help, dad. Uh, <laughs> help facilitate that while you're however many million of or thousands of miles away or hundreds of miles away and on a bus and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it, it was a fit that made sense. Uh, also, obviously, I had, I had seen him in his career for the previous 18 years at that time, 17 years at that time, uh, and knew that, you know, had seen how fulfilling it was for him. So it, it was a decision that made a lot of sense and was, was pretty easy to, to dive into. Yeah, that helps to see your dad having a good, you know, a new career himself and flourishing. And yeah, that probably made that decision much easier for you. So what one thing, and this could be business, this could be uh, family, but what one thing makes you most proud? I think for me, relative to kind of the real estate industry and, and whatnot is, is frankly having Adam as, as my first team member. It, I'm a little sentimental. In, in some ways and having a family member as a team member for me makes me incredibly proud and he's had a lot of good success like he said that that first full year in the business uh, zero transactions not so much in terms of success that year but but since then has really kicked in and and is doing a, a bang up job he knew at the end of that first year that he, real estate wasn't being treated fairly if you will from his perspective for him and um, it, it's really picked up and he's had some nice success with it for me, uh, I think the way the way that we have treated people uh, and the way that that uh, people have have appreciated that over the course of of our time, uh, my grandfather, his dad, uh, always talked about uh, our you know wanting the Hildebrandt name to mean something and and to be respected. And so uh, for him in North Central Oklahoma, that was serving the the grain farmers uh, and, and making good personal connections up there. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you get right down to it, uh, there's there's a lot of people who are capable of doing real estate. There's a lot of people who can handle the ins and outs of it. Um, but not everyone uh, does it with, uh, you know, does it the right way. So making sure that we're treating our clients with fairness, our other agents, whether they work for with our company or not with fairness and, and being on the up and up uh, with people. So uh, that is, I think, you know, we're not perfect as agents. Uh, there are mistakes that are, are made from time to time, uh, but we, we absolutely do our best to treat everybody that we meet with the utmost respect and, and to uh, be honest and forthcoming, even if a problem arises. So I, I think that's probably what I'm most proud of is in terms of our business. Right. And I know like for a new, a new agent, one of the benefits they don't have or a disadvantage that they have is that they don't yet have hindsight. And the beauty of the, this type of a podcast where they can learn from someone who's been there, someone who is now a top producer, uh, they can learn maybe from uh, mistakes maybe that you have made or things that you had di done different. So if you had to start again, what would you do different? You know, as Adam alluded to, well, let me answer the question first and then I'll go. I, probably not a lot, although having said that, 
no one's perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. We're not perfect. There's some things that I probably should have done differently or would have done differently, but I love what I do. I love the company that I work with from a strategic standpoint. Uh, when we got out, uh, left the corporate world and got into real estate, it, I, it was a cutoff. And so good or bad, I think good, I had to produce or we were going to be on the streets and I would be at McDonald's flipping hamburgers. Yeah. And so um, we jumped in with both feet. Um, we've worked it awfully hard. Probably if I had to do something different and we'll allude to this later, but do a better job of maintaining contact with folks that I've done business with in the past. Makes sense. Uh, at one point I had the attitude of, I did them a good job. They told me I did them a good job. The gift card they gave me at closing says that I did a good job for them. They'll call me when they need me. Therefore I don't need to contact them anymore. Yeah. And that's just wrong. Right. And I, and I learned that. And, um, um, I've still to this day have a gift card to Jamil's Steakhouse. We all know where that. Well, if you've been in Tulsa well, very yeah, long, you know yeah. where that is. Um, still valid. I checked it not too long ago. No, I told the guy, hey, I have this. Could I use it? He said, Yeah. That's um, crazy. But I've lost track of those clients. I have no idea where they are. Yeah. I know who they are. Right. But they've moved at least once or twice. I have no mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, and that's it's a bummer. So you know, yeah, go ahead, Adam. I I did a poor job when I started kind of putting myself out there. Um, I, I think. Uh, having seen, you know, grown up with dad being in the business, uh, I think I kind of expected uh, if I go out and go, you know, do a, a couple open houses a month and stuff that, that the business would automatically kind of start itself up and people would just magically know I was in real estate. Uh, and that wasn't the case. Um, and it, it, I had a wake up call from uh, a friend who uh, I'm, I'm fairly close with that uh, ended up buying a house and selling and, and using somebody else. And I, I was comfortable and I was friends enough with them that I was comfortable texting them and say, hey, just out of curiosity, why'd you go that direction? And, and they said, honestly, we just forgot that you had been in real estate. And that wasn't on them. That was on me. Yeah, uh, right. I, I, I needed to be the one reminding them of that. So uh, I, I did a poor job of that early on. And that's why I didn't gain much traction early. And, and in 2019, I started to kick that into gear and, and saw the benefits pretty immediately. Uh, and then I didn't have I, and I still don't have uh, to the extent that I need to systems put in place to help me grind through work on a, on a daily basis. Um, I, I, I have a fallback option uh, a lot of the time who's pretty willing to help out. And so uh, sometimes I lean on, on that a little bit more than I need to, but you got to have the right foundation laid and, and the systems in place, whether it be with your COI or, or farming or what have you, uh, that it takes some of that pressure off your brain. And then you can just go and check off boxes instead of having to remember for all these things you need to do. Right. I get that. So now did you have a mentor? And if so, how important is mentorship to you? So early on, when I started, I mentioned that we had several people that I don't know if I said this exactly, but that we went to church with that were in the business to my knowledge, all of them were with Cobalt Banker, the company I still work for today. Mm -hmm. One of those was the broker at the office here in Broken Arrow at that time. Can I mention his name? Absolutely. Ron Sumner. Mm -hmm. uh, Ron was hugely instrumental. He's the one I called on the phone and said, hey, we're thinking about doing this. And he said, come on, I'll put you to work as soon as you can. Um, and so uh, Ron was super instrumental in getting me going. Ron had a real good way of uh, telling you you did something wrong, but but not being discouraging about it. Mm -hmm. um, he also had a way of making you figure out how to do it on your own. My first, something unique to the Hildebrand home team, my first transaction ever was done as a result of an open house. 
I don't know those numbers today, but traditionally over the years, one to 5% of the time, someone sells a house as a result of an open house is my first transaction. So I figured right off the bat, I broke the mold. Yeah, right. uh, Adam did the same thing. He actually held one of my listings open. So people came through long story short, they bought it. So the two of us each had that unique situation happen to them. Uh, but on mine, the people came in the house, left. I don't know where they went exactly. They called me a little bit later and said, Hey, we're coming back. We want to write an offer. I called Ron and I said, Ron, these people want to write an offer. What do I do? You know what he told me? He said, write it up. I said, <laughs> thanks Ron. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, several things that one, um, what does the contract say? Listen, y'all understand what the contract says, understand the yeah. documents and the forms that you're using. I used to hate it when he would give me that answer, but it was the correct answer mm -hmm. because he doesn't know what you've negotiated relative to X, Y, or Z, what portion of a contract. That's right. Let's go back and look at it and read it. And so, uh, hugely, hugely, um, impactful, not to mention work ethic and all the things, um, super good guy. That's awesome. Super. Yeah. He's my mentor. I know. Pretty yeah. sure. I, I kind of knew, yeah. knew where we were going with that one. So yeah. this one really applies to you guys for sure. Uh, because, you know, team selling is prevalent in real estate. For agents yep. that are looking to partner uh, with another producer, what factors would you look for in, uh, you know, f uh, in, in that agent? And what factors would you consider deal breakers for their edification? So I think those might could be summed up into one response, potentially at least mm -hmm. for me and for us. Reputation, as Adam alluded to, from yeah. uh, you know, it, based on comments even from my dad, is hugely, hugely important. And production and what do I do to be successful in real estate are things that can be taught. But character for us, integrity, those are things that are either there or they're not, in my opinion. And if you can demonstrate as a prospect for our team that you have those positive characteristics, mm -hmm. um, we can teach you the other things to make you successful in real estate. But, right. but you need to have the, um, in fact, when I interviewed Philip, he said some things to me. It was not a formal interview, it was breakfast, but he said <laughs> some things to me at that meeting, that initial first meeting that, um, made me go, okay, this guy can be a fit for our team without even asking and getting deeply into what goes on in a real estate transaction, but just how he handles people and how he responds and a variety of, a variety of things. It was made me go, mm -hmm, okay, this is a guy that, that can work with us. And I, I think from the perspective of a, a person who is potentially interested in joining a team, so like I did, so I was, I was, I'm not the team lead. So jumping in with the team, one, are you going to like the people you work with? Because you're going to have a lot more fun and do a lot better if you enjoy being around the people that you work with. But two, how, uh, what is the communication like? Whether that be setting expectations or going back and forth on like, hey, have, answering questions, um, that communication, and this is true for many, many things in real estate, but in particular, if you're going to be part of a team, how does that team communicate together? Uh, and so it, if you are, you know, fundamentally able to communicate, that's going to help ease a lot of things. And, and that makes the actual real estate part a lot easier. Right. 
That's, I mean, it'd be probably sage advice for an agent that does want to partner with a, a producer. Probably a great question, you know, would be, and for those listening, and that would be, you know, what are your expectations for me? You know, they mm -hmm. need to have that very clearly defined before they jump in. I would you gentlemen agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think also what, uh, you know, what systems are in place to help, help you out, especially if you're a new person, yeah. uh, you, you know, what uh, COI system do you use? Uh, what do your do you schedule out? What your work week looks like? Uh, what are your social media uh, strategies? Because if you know going in, okay, I've got some things that aren't necessarily like them holding your hand and pulling you along, but mm -hmm. but baselines that are established that you can kind of dive into and, and help launch uh, your business, then that's that's a big deal. Right. And this next question for me, I think, is is kind of where the rubber meets the road. It's the it's the most important question to me, and that is what, um, what is the most important risk you took and why? So, um, I think the most important risk for me probably was cutting, if you will, cutting the ties of the corporate job. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad, when we told him what we were doing and moving back to Oklahoma, quite literally said to me, I think you're crazy. This, I don't know how you can make this work. Right. And he, he told me, we lost my dad uh, back in May, but he told me many times over the years since that, you know, we, I did a nice job. It was the right call, et cetera, et cetera. Oh goodness. Oh, Amber, Amber, Amber alert. alert. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> then we can go back. We all get, yep. Wow. I'm like eight devices too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, very second. Yeah. Then we can go about uh, that. Nope. Um, so cutting the ties to the corporate job altogether. Um, it's funny when I called the state here to start working on getting my license, the gal told me, she says, we lived in Iowa at the time. She says, you'll need to live in Oklahoma to have an Oklahoma license. I says, I know I'm moving there. It's in the works. Um, but I studied in a vacant house by myself. So vacant, except for me, mm -hmm. while my wife and kids had already moved back to Oklahoma came back, right? uh, yeah, uh, to finish and get my test and, and get my license. Mm -hmm. uh, so the dedication. Um, if, if you want to get in this business and be successful, it can be done part-time, but for me as the breadwinner for our family, I knew I had to either make a go or not make a go right off the bat so I could figure something else out. Right. And again, we've, there's been a couple of times I'm like, yeah, I kind of need something to happen here, God. But for the most part, we, we've, it's been, we've been, we're not cutting a fat hog and we're not living on the lake in a yacht, but we're making, we've made it to me and, and it's been successful. Right. You know, I, I might've had the least risky jump into real estate possible. Right. Exactly. Um, as I look back on it, working with family, having a different source of income, my wife had a source of income. Uh, so that, that part wasn't really a risk. What did feel like a risk was I knew who I was in terms of being a broadcaster and a dad and a husband. Um, I did not really know how to, put myself out there as a real estate agent. And so it, it felt kind of salesy at first. And that felt like a risk to me just because that was different from my persona. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it took a little while to settle into the service aspect of it. And that, yes, this, this really is helping people with something that they need that is, you know, a necessary aid. Um, and so that, that kind of felt like a risk, almost changing my, uh, I don't know, not personality, but like vibrato a little bit, I guess, to, to kind of promote myself. That's not something that I'm used to doing. Uh, but obviously it's, it's one that's worked out. And Absolutely. he gets that a little bit for me. I, I had a closing last week and, um, 
I remember thinking, gosh, do we take pictures? Do we not take pictures? Here's the key over yeah. there for the style in front of it yeah, on yeah. social media. And I kind of mentioned it and she says, I'm not a big person for that anyway. Right. And so I just kind of dropped it. I bet you if I've advertised more than five closings right after we've closed over my career, that's mm -hmm. probably a lot. There are those that are listening to this that are experienced thinking I'm making a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are. Uh, yeah. I probably <laughs> am. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the millennials would about. say that you are. Yes, for sure. Yeah. It, it's hard for me to brag on myself. Oh, look what I did. Yes. I just, I get I'm, that's not in my natural things. So right. for, for those listening, uh, Speaking of what am I senior vice president of social media and that, other stuff or yes, something that I think is exactly. my official title within the team. <laughs> um, it, the easiest way to advertise yourself and it doesn't, you can't do it all the time because you, you might not, especially when you're starting have closings all the time, but the easiest way to, to promote that you are having success in real estate is to take a photo with your client at the end and say, Hey, can I tag you on social media? You bet. They're going to say yes, the overwhelming percentage of the time. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it shows people that you're out there and, and being active and helping people accomplish what they want to accomplish in real estate. Right. Well, I'm like you, Scott, I, I took a similar risk uh, when uh, I'm, my background for the last 20 years was I was a pharmaceutical rep. And after a third layoff in February of 21, I, you know, I just thought I don't really want to dust off the resume and go back and, you know, and go back for round number four. And I just thought, you know, I'm also a volunteer firefighter. And I thought I would kind of like to be entrepreneurial, do something that's, you know, residential fire related. And so I started researching and uh, I knew one thing that I wanted to do was to do uh, home safety inspections. So I knew that was one service I could provide. Uh, you know, I created an 80 point checklist. And then I also came up with the dryer vent cleaning because I've been on dryer fires. Uh, they're not that common, but they certainly do happen. And I'm like you, it was, that was the thing for me was just walking up to that ledge and having that courage to just step, um, you know, cause I went from the W2 or, or the, yeah, the W2 world as you did in corporate America to the 1099 world. So yeah. where if I don't work tomorrow, if I don't go do appointments, I'm, you know, there's not going to be, you know, there's no salary. It's not, uh, not paid vacations, no paid anything. It's, you know, we just had to make that leap. So I'm in the same boat as you, uh, but, you know, having a great time doing it. Um, so what was your, this kind of segues real nicely into, we talked about risk, but then what was your aha moment when sales production took off? What was the catalyst? So we've touched on it a little bit already, but primarily for me, it was when I figured out, you know what, it's okay to communicate with people it's okay to contact someone who's, and I'm being a little facetious, but who you've already closed, follow back up with them two days, two weeks, two months later and say, Hey, how's the house? You like it? All right. Um, communication is the key to this business. And I'm not going to go down that path. I started talking about a current situation. I mean, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> Understandable. you know, with other agents, with, with clientele, with sellers, with buyers, even if it's, Hey, there's been nothing, no change, nothing new going on. Just the fact that you reached out to them holds a lot of water you bet. and people want to be, particularly when they're in um, a transaction or here's one we really, really, really suck at as an industry. Uh, Adam has somebody, he, he doesn't work in real estate. He calls me and says, can you help Tom and Mary? And I say, yes. And I help Tom and Mary and Adam never hears from me again. That's wrong. That right. treats Adam wrong. And yep. so I've got to come back to Adam and say, Hey, I met with Tom and Mary today. Mm -hmm. We went and looked at houses today. We put one under contract. We did inspections. Those are uh, benchmark times through a transaction that it costs 
two minutes to reach out, throw a text, whatever, and say, hey, here's what's going on. For me, uh, it was really the pandemic because uh, I've lived in the 1099 world for a while uh, <laughs> right. with broadcasting. And so uh, when in March of 2020, I had been starting to gain some traction in real estate. I think I did three transactions in 2019. Uh, mm -hmm. In March of 2020, the baseball season got shut down and I was out of a job and out of income. And I was like, well, <laughs> guess this is the time. Yep. So, you know, Dad briefly mentioned earlier that I had kind of... Uh, I, I hadn't been dedicating as much time to real estate as I should have yeah. in the early process. Uh, and part of that was because I didn't have to. It was helpful, but I didn't have to. Well, March of 2020, I, I had to. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that got me up off my rear end and, yeah. and made me dive in a little bit more. And uh, I think that year I ended up selling one and a half million. Uh, the next year was three, something, something along those lines. So sure. it, it was really, that was the catalyst that, that, kind of lit the fire uh, and and allowed me to kind of take off. Right. Using your vernacular, it was time to play ball, correct? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So, I try real hard nowadays to think about that client as a client for life. And I kind of tell them that at the closing table. Most time I've well received occasionally I'll get this frowny look on their face and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But anyway, um, you know, once we close, you didn't get rid of me. That's, that's, that's the difference the, between a, a transactional client and a relationship client. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It goes on. The relationship didn't stop because you went to the closing table. Um, they're still oh, here. Yeah. Uh, they're now in the home. So you're right. That's when you have to make that transition from transactional to keep that relationship going. So yeah. is there a favorite book that has helped you in some way in your career? So I'm not a huge What's the word? Voracious reader. That's the mash line. Um, yeah, but I have read. That'll be our big of, word for the day. Right. Voracious. Two dollar word. I'll put um, that in the show notes. Uh, the Go Giver. Uh, Bob Berg, I think, is the author. Arthur, the author. Um, very good. Um, it talks about being giving through the course of your life and and applying that and and how that kind of what goes around comes around a little bit of a, a mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, also, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert uh, Kiyosaki, yep. Kiyosaki yep. is a really good, uh, really good book because it starts to point people in a direction of there's some personal responsibility and how to try to live your life a little bit differently. Uh, Dave Ramsey's live your life like no one else. So one day you can live like no one else, whatever that phrase yep. he uses. Nope. I hope I didn't step on any copyright. There, but... I use that a lot, actually. I like that phrase. Okay. And then, um, not books per se, but I've taken two courses over the course of my career that I thought were really good. One of them was called Believe It or Not Sweat Hogs. This is going back, if there's an experienced agent listening, somebody who's been in the business 15 or more years, they will maybe have some awareness of it. Uh, Floyd Wickman was the instigator or the, it was the Floyd Wickman class, but several, several really good put your nose to the grindstone techniques and just go out there and grunt around and get it done. And then the more recent more modern uh that's not going to be fair a more recent class that i've taken uh is called ninja installation one of the people in this company was really productive but no one ever saw him they said he acts like a ninja uh, or he's like a ninja and so that's how the name came about but uh doing millions of dollars of production a year at that time when this thing was kind of developed and again another list a book of very good um do this and do this and do this and you'll have some success in real estate. So <clears throat> the two books, the two classes, 
the installation is called an installation because you go take the class over a depending on how they structure it but typically it's a four or five day um, uh, time frame and sometimes they do it in a week sometimes it's spread out over a four or five week period once one day a week and at the end they do a installation kind of a graduation ceremony type thing right. and it's really good a lot of good information how about you adam uh, well, to give you an example of my reading prowess, I got to the climax of the Harry Potter series Fantastic. in the seventh book, and then I put it down and didn't pick it up for a year. So uh, I'm not great at consistently reading. I will say uh, Craig Rochelle's Leadership Podcast oh, yeah. yep. uh, is one that I have listened to a lot uh, and is, is really good for, for many different things, but, yep. uh, you know, helping to, to set some, uh, you know, Craig's podcast is really popular. Habits in place that, that lead to a successful sure. uh, business. That's very, yeah, his podcast is very uh, popular. So what technology uh, or tools can you not live without? Social media. Uh, um, you can say that as the vice president. As a, yes, yeah. yeah, you should. Job. I hope you're saying that. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, it is, it is the easiest way to communicate with those around you. And it doesn't cost you any money unless you want it to. Um, but it, when going back to when I was in school to be a broadcaster, uh, they, they talked a lot about building your own brand as an mm -hmm. individual. Yep. And, and, you know, for me, that is my wife and my kids. Uh, it is my work in sports casting and it is my work as a real estate agent. And it's, you know, my faith as well. Like, so ever you'll see, I'll post pictures from church, from home with my kids playing soccer or whatever, cooking, the more yes you want there to be real estate stuff on there but if you have people buying into hey oh man look what adam made for dinner the other night that looked really good like that kind of stuff is important because you want it to be relational yep. it is it if you are only a transactional real estate agent you're gonna do great for a little while and then you're gonna do poor and then you might just drop out at that point because you don't have those relationships that, that help you keep going so the more people get to know you as a as a person you don't you know don't lie to anybody and just put who you are out there mm -hmm. people are going to connect with that uh and and that's a big part of of real being a real estate agent in my opinion so mm -hmm. for me the obvious question is this little device here yeah. um i to, to be Game honest changer. i had agent probably six seven years ago say son you need a cell phone and i'm like we were trying to do something on a transaction and she had called me have you handled that trr whatever it was and i'm just like listen i don't want to look on that three by five screen i'm afraid i'm af i'm afraid of looking at that and, and overlooking something yeah. so real basic uh or, or super important things i'm not going to be there necessarily per se but learning to use that as a tool is is super valuable when i started um there'll be some people relate to this we made six hard copies of a contract document and we took that to the buyer had them sign off on everything and then we got in the car and we drove over to the listing agent a and we said here's the offer and they went to the seller and we got it figured out they made changes initial whatever whatever and then they brought it back to to us at all hours of the night Mm -hmm. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been to quick trip at 9 30, 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And you feel like you're doing a drug deal. You're right. You're meeting up for, to, to exchange yeah. a contract. Yeah. Thankfully today we don't have that. We have electronic versions that I'm going to say, I don't know the number, but 90, 95% of what we do is done electronic as opposed to on paper nowadays. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's an obvious um, technological advancement that's been helpful for us. Um, uh, it, there's a variety of things. The um, customer relationship management 
systems that are out there are super helpful. Um, find, find something to help you maintain your contact information and, and some sort of system to remind you, Hey, I need to call Tom and Mary. Yeah. Uh, and, and why, uh, farm for birthdays and anniversaries, really good opportunities to reach out to people and you can use social media for a lot of that information. Right. Um, but use that CRM customer relationship management system, even if it's outlook, I'm pr primarily using Microsoft outlook right now. Right. Uh, just, I I think we're running Windows. We may right be. Uh, it's the, a little newer than that. Oh, wow. Just real quickly to touch on that. Uh, the, the MLS touch app, if anybody is in the industry and not using that right now, get on that. Uh, it makes a lot of things super easy. You can set up clients to get their uh, notifications in terms of when searches pop up as push notifications on their phone Perfect. and you can brand it to your own team, uh, you know, individual business. So MLS touch. That's fantastic. So go. this has been the uh, Hildebrandt team uh, with, of Cold War Banker Select, Scott uh, Hildebrandt team lead and his son, Adam. And gentlemen, I appreciate you being on. Is there anything else that you would like to say just, you know, before we go? One thing I was going to add intermittently through here, and I maybe mentioned a couple times, but we are firm believers um, in God. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's, hope this isn't blowing somebody Not up. At all. Comment Not at all. We dependent on, um, the um what's the word i'm looking for on god providing the provisions right. yeah his provision yeah have lots of talks on a regular basis yeah. about oh, yeah. i need a little something happen here or hey can you help me with this problem whatever whatever but um instrumental mentor number one there, there you go yeah um and to to add to that uh find people who are on your team mm -hmm. whether they're on your real estate team or not uh that that's not necessarily oh, yeah, what i'm yeah, saying Right. Uh, there's going to, you're going to jack up something in a transaction or something's going to go poorly or one's going to fall through. And it, it may be your fault. Right. Have somebody who can pick you up after that, uh, help you through the hard times. I'm, <laughs> I'm fortunate to work with him, uh, both because he helps me in the real estate business, but he also helps encourage me. Mm -hmm. My wife is incredibly encouraging in, in me going out and, and she's got, I got to give up time with, you know, her and my kids are, are at home this afternoon. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm giving up time with them. In addition to giving up Friday and Saturday nights during football season, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it, it, it takes a team effort, uh, to, to truly be successful. So if, you know, if you're, you might not have a wife and kids, you, or you might not have a husband and kids. If you're single, have friends that are going to encourage you, like sure. that you can uh, confide in that, that, uh, you can go to when something didn't go your way, uh, because it is not all roses all the time. So have people sure. around you that when things are not as great can, can pick you up and, and help you keep moving. Fantastic. That's, that was great closing words. So Scott, Adam, I appreciate both of you for being on the Rise podcast and Thanks, I Mark. really appreciate it. You bet.